Welcome everybody to season two, episode two of the I Went Outside Today podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Sydney. I do the things. You're doing the catchphrase. I did the catch, but I didn't do the things this time. I don't even know what we're recording. It's true. You certainly did not do the things this time. No. Because you've uh, said no to so many of our suggestions and... Cheryl has been keeping a list, I think, mm-hmm. at one point in this series, we're going to read off all the things you said no to. That's a little passive-aggressive. <laughs> it's, what? It's active-aggressive because we're doing it right to your face. Okay, <laughs> most of the things I said no to, there was like nudity involved or I had to leave my house. <laughs> Actually, that is inaccurate. Have you heard the title of our podcast? I think I came up with it. <laughs> No, I didn't. I think we collectively came up with it. Yeah. Well, what can you do? Mm-hmm. You have to go outside today. You have Sometimes to leave your house. Sometimes you just don't want to go outside today because you're tired. Cool story, bro. You're a cool story, bro. <laughs> yes, that is correct. You have done nothing to earn this episode. Cheryl and I did all of the work, but now we get to switch places. You get to interview us on what we did today. I love it. Mm-hmm. So what our listeners probably don't know by now, Cheryl and I had recently got engaged this mm-hmm. year, engaged Yay. to be married. Mm-hmm. And when you get married, before you get married, there are these classes you can call, you call them premarital counseling or premarital courses. And we did one. Oh. Usually these are run by a church. Can you guess which church we did a premarital course through? Good Shepherd. No. <laughs> That's the only church I know. Can you guess which religion? Did you find a Satanist one? Not a Satanist one. Buddhist. I don't know the other churches. Scientology? Scientology. Oh my god. Where there's a so you went to a Scientology church? So I found an online course. That's probably safe. Yes. Although they do keep sending me emails to ask if I want copies of Dianetics or if I need to talk to someone about more marriage things. Did you use the Lindsay Gervais email? I set up a completely different account for my other alias. Smart. Mm -hmm. Smart. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So, Cheryl and I, we finished the premarital course on Thursday, so just a uh, day before yesterday. So we're fresh with the knowledge that we've gained on how to have a successful Scientological marriage. So got, did you get, like, a grade? We got a certificate. We got a certificate. But you, like, passed it. Like, was there a quiz? There were quizzes. And we're going to question you. Oh, interesting. Yes. So any questions before we start? I don't know. I feel like it's going to be dicey because they're a bit fucked up about women over there. <laughs> uh, so I found an article basically saying that they have changed their stance on women. Wait, Scientologists, like, don't give a shit if you're married. They, like, marry you and like, in the Sea Org and then you, like, never see your husband. Isn't that how it is? Uh, no. Oh. At least not from what we can tell. Maybe that's, like, for... Like regular people, but in the Sea Org, they would like always put husbands and wives on different ships and stuff. Well, we did not sign up for the Sea Org, so we can still see each other, mm-hmm. I assume, 
Unless they wise, find out where we live. Mm-hmm. Wise choice not to sign up for the sealer. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of questions. I wasn't ready. That's okay. Prepare. We will. You can come up with questions as we read okay. through stuff. We, re- we realize you're not a good preparer, but you're very good on the spot. So we're playing to your strengths here. Why, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a good preparer. I don't like to prepare things. Mm-mm. So this is for normal marriage, not for Sea Org marriage. Correct. Apparently. This is for Scientology marriage. And as Cheryl and I will discuss, there's some specific to Scientology aspects to their marriage course. Mm-hmm. About like Xenu? <laughs> no. You oh. only get to learn about Xenu when you're top level. Huh. We did not pay anything. Have you seen Going Clear, the HBO special? I've seen all of it. I'm like, oh my god. I've seen all the stuff. I saw um, Going Clear, and I... uh, The the Leah Remini one, I watched most of that. I don't think... I think she was season two or three now that I didn't do, but I watched the first season for sure. And then what else? I've watched tons of stuff on it, and there's this guy on YouTube, and his name is Mangotology, and he was like a young aspiring actor. And he tells lots of stuff about how they try and get you in, get their claws on you if you're an actor. Yeah, we'll see if they reach out to us for being podcasters. Mm-hmm. All right, so you did the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do you want to read the description? Sure. So this is the description on the first page of the marriage course. In today's world, broken marriages are almost expected. A couple gets married, has a few children... And then the marriage starts to fall apart. The man wanders off and finds another woman, and the wife works to support the children. Without a family that is tightly knit as a group, where each member can rely on the others to help him through times and deal with life, a child can become lost and soon start to get into trouble. The family is the building block of society, yet so many marriage partners have trouble keeping a family together. That's because they do not know what they have to do to make a marriage successful and keep it going and doing well. L. Ron Hubbard has given us the tools to not only build a successful marriage with both partners happy and doing well, but also to take a marriage that is falling apart and salvage it and put it back together. The tools to make a happy and successful marriage are simple to know. Can he cheat on like his wife and like abandon one of them? <laughs> Yes. I'm like, you stole someone's boat? Yes. It was in the preamble there. The man wanders off with a woman, and the woman is left to raise children. Yes. Yeah. It's 100%. He, he does bring up some things that are potentially... Did we take marriage advice from this guy? That is a good question. Do you want advice from a person who's only been married once, but or someone who's been married several times? That shows experience. Once. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? One. <laughs> One time. And he stole a boat. Who did he steal the boat from? I don't remember, but I know that he stole a boat. Mm. I mean, he's dead now, so it doesn't really matter. It's not defamation. Oh, I still don't remember who he stole the boat from. <laughs> but he like told him he was going to borrow the boat, but he stole it. You're still borrowing it to this day? I think day. Like, while he was like cheating on his wife with someone. We'll add in a disclaimer here that um, Sydney doesn't really know mm-hmm. if he stole a boat. I know he stole a boat. I heard about <laughs> it on a podcast. <laughs> and everything that you learn about or hear about on podcasts is true. Uh-huh. All the time. Uh-huh. God. It was the last podcast on the left podcast about uh-huh. L. Ron Hubbard. He stole a boat. They wouldn't lie to us. 
That's fair. They do their homework. Mm. Yeah. Carry on. Okay. Magustalations. <laughs> Uh, let's see. When you understand what they are and learn how to use them, which you will learn on this course, you can make your own marriage succeed even better. And you will also have the tools in your hand to help other marriage partners who get in trouble in their marriages get back onto the road for happiness. And it says, important note, which this is humorous for us because well we'll give you a little bit of background later but in doing this course be very certain that you never go past a word you do not fully understand the only reason a person gives up a study or becomes confused or unable to learn is because he has gone past a word he does not understand oh right they're dictionary people over there (laughs) yeah they like the dictionary so one of the things that was very entertaining about this course is that they define words that do not require a definition. Yeah, they're like crazy about yeah. it. They just make you go and look up all the words. Mm-hmm. Like they had a definition for highly successful. Yes. <laughs> and you mouse over it and it comes up a little box that tells you what it means. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So it was very bizarre just like things that they picked to I don't know. Give you definitions of. Wow. Yeah. Um, I guess from here, do we want to get into the course notes? Yeah. Let me bring up my phone here. We can go into the course notes. Well, I guess we should sort of like set the stage. So as Cheryl said, it was all online. Yep. Uh, Scientology makes this available free to do. So. Is it just all reading? Yes. Most of it. Yep. She just sat down and like read it together. Yep. I would hate to do that with another person. (laughs) So the course could be taken by yourself or with another person. So in some of the YouTube videos we found, um, they actually suggested that both partners take it well before they even consider getting married. So they already have the tools in place when they get married. Oh, so you guys fucked up then. We did. Yeah. But whatever. Yep. You did it wrong. Yep. It won't be the only premarital thing we do, so do the premarital counseling for real. Mm -hmm. But you've done such wonderful Scientology counseling. What else could you need? What else could there Mm -hmm. be? (laughs) What else is there? I mean, to a degree, that's true. Um, Part of the course uh, was your normal relationship advice. Like they say the most important thing in any relationship. Can you guess it? No. Communication. Oh, yeah. That was good communication right there Mm -hmm. when you said no. (laughs) Yeah. Well done. (laughs) That's the most important thing? Yep. Yep. I'm pretty sure it's just that the other person leaves you alone and only sends rent money. Mm. It's the most important thing. Oh, boy. This is going to be fun when we read you the questions and have you try answer them. (laughs) (laughs) This is good because I just did my love language test, I told you. So (laughs) I'm ready. Yeah. Nerds. And Scientology does have a way of over-explaining things. So there's a whole paragraph explaining what two-way communication means. Yes. That is communication in both directions. As As opposed to one direction. As in Bill communicates with Mary, and then Mary communicates back with Bill. I don't like those names. Sorry, don't cut that out. People might be named Bill and Mary. (laughs) You know so many Billiams. (laughs) 
Okay, so, like, what's the weird... I just want to know the weird stuff. Are you good to say all of it, but, like, what's the weirdest thing about it? I think we owe it to them to point out the, like, normal things they pointed out. Well, so... No, because they just stole that from other people that have their heads screwed on straight. Yeah, that's every religion ever. Yes. I guess, but... So, yeah, they had communication. They also... Uh, part of it was also, they worded it strangely, but it was more so on the page of you and your partner both make sure you agree on what the marriage is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Some people, they think they're going to get married and they're going to get like a live-in Stepford house wife slave. Yeah. The other thing is that it, it also brought up the fact that both people need to be actively working together to make the marriage last. And that you need to make the decision that that is your goal. That just seems like a lot of energy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Relationships are work. Gross. (laughs) And they do also say that in the Scientology course, that you need to continually work on your relationship. Or the specific word they use is postulate. You must postulate your marriage with your partner. I don't know what postulate means. I'm trying to remember. Don't they, define it to me. I can remember it. Postulate. That's not the right word. You're correct. That is not the right word. I have to look it up. <laughs> I mean, it technically is the right word when you look up no, the it's definition. Not. <laughs> it's not. It's just not the word most people use in that context. Yeah, that's not used correctly. <laughs> Suggest or assume the existence, fact, or truth of something as a basis for reasoning, discussion, or belief. His theory postulated... A rotary movement for hurricanes. Mm-hmm. And what did you say again? So you basically postulate your marriage. So Cheryl and I That's would... That's to theorize your marriage. Yeah, because the marriage isn't like a set thing. Since every two people are different and your goals in life could be different. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an agreement between the two people and no one else. The other way to get around that though is just don't have any goals and just give up. I think that's how they suggest divorce happens. Mm-hmm. Well, in fact, I think there's a paragraph in there that says couples who do not postulate their marriage end up drifting apart. Sure is. What are you looking at me for? I'm not. You're going to need to announce your eye rolls because <laughs> they don't translate over into podcasting. I wasn't rolling my eyes. I saw an eye roll there. Yeah, that's because this is for nerds. <laughs> Getting married is for nerds. Mm-hmm. Uh, off the top of my head, I think those are like the two good yeah. um, lessons Scientology marriage prep course has to I prepare think you with. A better thing that you should do instead of doing other counseling or Scientology counseling is you should get a dog and then you should just watch It's Me or the Dog because all of the husbands on that show are freaks. And then if you just want to have a good marriage, just don't be like that. Like freaks like how? They're just weird. They're not nice to the dogs, and they don't pick up the dog's poop, and they don't walk the dogs, and they're like, why is everyone miserable? Like, the husbands are just fucking freaks on that show. It's called It's Me or the Dog with Victoria Stilwell. All right. Well, yeah, I think about now it's good times any. We can jump into the excerpts that we had grabbed from the Scientology course. So Cheryl was nice enough to composite all these notes into one handy-dandy PDF. What I are guess. these? These are like the, oh, this is the actual course? or the, What do you mean course notes? Sorry. These are excerpts from the actual course. Yes, oh, correct. the actual learning material. Correct. Got you. So it was six units with a practical exercise at the end. Um, of all of them or just the one exercise? 
You'll find out. It's in here. Okay. <laughs> um, and we did all of the units. I think we did five of them in one night. Yeah. Because they were pretty short. fairly short. Yeah. Jesus. Look at you little online learners. It's taking me 5,000 years to get through my online studies. It said the max this course should take is four and a half hours. So. Mm. Yeah. So it's a, a good night in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just to set the stage on the importance of marriage and family the Scientology has. Their opener is getting married is an adventure because when you're getting married, you are doing something you don't know anything about. And even when you try it a couple times, you usually know less about it the second time than you did the first. <laughs> Marriage is what a family is built on. It is the foundation culture cannot exist if family is removed excuse me that's not even true my friend actually has a document or my friend's uncle has a documentary on cbc um and family can be all kinds of things you don't have to be any conventional way that you don't want to be it's true ohana means family yeah i love lulu instead <laughs> i wish my family was aliens instead of you ouch you'll never know for, <laughs> for real I would buy that you were an alien. People like your voice too much. That's all I hear about this podcast. Your brother has such a good voice. Whatever. We all have nice voices. Yeah. Humans do say that. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. Scientology. Yep. I'm, I'm listening. It's fine. That's what we wanted you to react to. Yep. How much I like aliens? Why not? I don't even think I want to get married because then someone could have half of my stuff. That's what <laughs> prenups are for. Can I sign a prenup for like... My one mattress that I own, <laughs> my Dyson heater. You could sign a prenup for whatever you want. Really? That's a prenuptial agreement. How agreement much does it cost? You have before nuptials. Um, you know, I don't know. I think it needs to be notarized by a lawyer. My entire prenup will be that I get to take my it's Dyson heater out of the marriage. I also think you still keep anything you brought into the marriage from that you had before the marriage. It's just everything you had gotten together is what. Um, what they get the half of yeah mm -hmm. so just never buy anything together it's true <laughs> and then you can have all of your things uh and you draw a chalk line through the house <laughs> and then one side is your side just to make sure the things don't get mixed up yeah that sounds good mm -hmm. i like it mm -hmm. all right see that seems like outside the bounds of what he's talking about but that already seems more appropriate for me <laughs> you should write this down for the sydney prep <laughs> course <laughs> just don't touch my stuff next <laughs> well so to go with your your current statement about don't touch your stuff the next phrase is or the next excerpt we have says you may think that a marriage has a lot to do with relationships it doesn't it mostly has to do with things such as makeup and razor blades and clothing and the car and the house that they have and share together they have to learn to live with my each other my husband better not be sharing my makeup <laughs> <laughs> or your razor blades yeah also that that's a good call they have to learn to live with each other if they can that seems like stressful like i don't want to take a course from these people it just seems like that last sentence sort of negates the first sentence it where does. it's like you may think that marriage has a lot to do with the relationships it doesn't and then they end with you have to learn with each other yeah yeah it does seem very bizarre and it, it seems also very counterintuitive to the whole course. Cause it is. 
hard to live with people, though. I lived with a lady in a van for a month, and it was super hard. But she didn't touch my makeup. Or you should never touch anybody's makeup. <laughs> that's not sanitary. Yeah, it's true. What do they say? Makeup, clothes, razor blades, and cars? The car and the house. I don't understand what they're trying to say. It says that they share them together. So the, Don't the... share any of those things. Chris and I share the car. Well, cars are death traps, so <laughs> I guess if you want to. We also share the house. See, that I can't get on board with. I'm just, they're going to have to get a different house and their things stay there and my things stay in my house. <laughs> but it would be good if I had a dog, but they paid for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can't. And maybe a ferret. So what you're going to do is have an anti-marriage course, not a marriage course. I think I just want a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need a marriage course. I think I would actually just like to be running a zoo. Mm-hmm. But goats eat a lot of things. It's difficult to have goats. Do you think it's more hard to have a goat or a husband? Probably a goat. You yeah. could marry a satyr. Best of both worlds. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> goats can eat your walls, though. They you can. watch hoarders. Like, it's... I think it would be more hard to have a goat. But I don't know. Men are very annoying. <laughs> they won't eat your walls, though. I mean, if you ever go on a date, just make sure you check his teeth for drywall. Hey, mm-hmm. I go on dates. That's rude. <laughs> That's accurate. I don't go on dates. I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> so I just, that was a wild, I disagree with, yeah, you shouldn't <laughs> share your makeup. <laughs> You're missing the whole part. You have to learn to live with each other if you can. I think we've established that I can't okay. learn to live with other people. <laughs> Although fair. I did live with that one lady in a van. Shout out to my friend Al. Next. <laughs> so to further go with your thing, it talks about the traditional view used to be that at the end of three years, husband and wives wouldn't get any enjoyment from being with each other anymore. At the end of three years? Yes. And that is considered usual. Is and that they... or is that just Hubbard's timeline for cheating on his wife and stealing another boat? I believe that's like the timeline for the honeymoon period. Yes. It's three years? That's long. It depends on their relationships. Sometimes wow. they're longer and sometimes they're shorter, but I think that's the average. Are you guys still in your honeymoon phase? Wait, is that from when you start meeting and dating or is that from when you get married? It can be both. From what I've gleaned of what the honeymoon period is, it's basically... When the initial, like, enjoyment of the relationship starts to slow down, so you're not as excited to see each other anymore, you're less likely to pass over things that your partner does that annoys you. So, like, things that they did that you thought were like, oh, haha, that's kind of silly, whatever. Once you pass the honeymoon period, suddenly those things can be very annoying. Like leaving cabinet doors open. Correct. The or toilet when people, seat like, up. Yell at you for leaving cabinet doors open because maybe the cabinet doors should just stay open because then you can see what's inside of them. Just take those doors off. Yeah, yeah. Just don't even have doors. Mm-hmm. Just throw open them away. door cabinets. Mm-hmm. And then take the doors of the cabinets and build more cabinets. Yes. Chapter two of Sydney's <laughs> marriage preparation course. I should write my own. I could write a good one. Mm-hmm. Sign up for the Patreon. Sydney will call you up and help you with your marriage woes. We'll do Zoom counseling. I forgot what the quote. I can only remember talking about cabinets now. I'm so sorry. It's it's okay. That's the idea. Please feel free to go completely off topic. (laughs) So 
we don't have in here a description of what the overts and withholds are, but we should probably define those before we continue. What's an overt? So, just to preface it, divorce and separation come about simply because there are too many overts and withholds between the marital partners. It's as simple as that. So an overt is an overt act. So let's say you do something that you shouldn't in a relationship. So you take off the cabinet doors. That's something you should do. <laughs> but you do it without permission mm -hmm. or discussing I don't it. need permission to remove cabinet doors. Or I suppose more so if your partner is like, I love cabinet doors, please never remove them, and you remove them anyway. I would remove that person from my life. <laughs> That's what I would do. Follow just, me for more tips on the key to happiness. You just jump straight to the end. <laughs> Or let's say you lie to your partner or you cheat on them or, I mean, basically, like, I guess the normal word would be, like, betrayal. Yeah, anything that could be terms. potentially construed as a betrayal. or That's an overt. Yes. Okay. Yep, an overt act. Why do they just call it a betrayal? That's what I fucking hate about Scientology. They invent their own language that no one knows and then they have to, like, explain it to you and you can only use it with other people in the cult. Oh. I mean, religion. My bad. That's the idea. This is how organizations like these work. Shame. It's like, I mean, Christianity is words that you don't use anywhere else. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I mean, how, how often do you anoint things outside of church? Or like drink the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. Catholics are wild. Maybe a metal show. Or consecrated is a word we don't use outside of the church. Yeah. Is that a word we use? <laughs> Wait, is that consecrated ground? No, yeah. it's sacred ground? Yeah, so consecrated. consecrated is basically blessed ground. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then vampires can't go on it. Correct. And so the second half to an over is a withhold. A withhold... It's a lie. We get it, Scientology. <laughs> a withhold is like not a lie, but you're not... You don't own up to it. It's a lie by omission? Yeah. Yep. That's the best kind of lie, because it's not really a lie. So, like, withholds only exist because of overts. You can have an overt without a withhold, but you can't have a withhold without an overt. I don't think that's true. Because you have to do the bad thing that you don't admit to. Before you can withhold that it. you did the bad thing. Correct. So if you cheat on your partner, that's the overt. But if you don't tell your partner you cheated on them, that's then that the adds a withhold onto your over that supersizes your over because mm -hmm. the supersize over okay i get it yeah and so too many of overts and withholds in a relationship over time will lead you to divorce that's the only reason for divorce though i believe so yeah i feel really like the other not. reason for divorce is that men are annoying like um, really annoying it could be due to other overts no but also yeah. just like not very observant creatures you know what i mean like just Sorry, I called you a creature. I didn't mean to. Um, We're nah. all creatures here. I don't know. I don't think that's the only reason for... I mean, sometimes people are just boring and you want them to leave you alone forever. <laughs> this isn't a marriage. You hopefully find that out before you get married. Yes. Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You should get married today and find out. Mm -hmm. I'll let you know. I'll get back to you on mm -hmm. that. There's other reasons that marriages break up. So one way to... What if somebody gets PTSD? <laughs> That's not an overt. Well, why are you breaking up with someone for that? 
People with PTSD. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> you would have to ask a scientist. What if the person with the PTSD leaves, like in this movie I saw? So that's like a whole other chapter in Scientology courses. Mm-hmm. Do you think Scientologists believe in PTSD? I'm going to say no because they don't like psychiatry. Correct. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. There's so, just other reasons that you could get divorced. Nope, all overts and withholds. No, I'm going to come up with more reasons you can get divorced. That's not an overt. Not right now, okay. but later, and I'll get back to you. <laughs> Sounds mm. good. I'm going to make a list. So one way to lessen the desire for one or both of the partners uh, to leave the marriage is to have both the husband and wife write up their overts and withholds. That's a bad idea. <laughs> That's an especially bad idea in Scientology where they'll be like, they make you hold those cans and they're like, did you ever do a thought crime one time in 1996? Did you do one thought crime about thinking one thing that's not even that bad if you start writing all that stuff down you're gonna have so many problems that you wouldn't even have if you just didn't even tell anyone anything ever words just cause problems well they they tell you you're supposed to write it down on paper and then give the details of specific times and places that they occurred no one remembers that no one remembers when they cheated on someone (laughs) okay well maybe I don't know. I've never cheated on anyone. I'll go cheat on someone and get back to you. Cheat on that person you marry today. <laughs> I will. And then tell them it was a bad over, but you're not withholding it. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> really, like, you should just write everything down that's like... That you've done that's terrible in your life and then... In your life? Well, or that's just what... the marriage life? I mean, either or. Listen, those are different lists. And so the interesting part in this description is they don't really say to let your partner in on it and we're trying to understand what the point of that was was it so you give it to oh so they don't read it it doesn't say we figure like well at least i thought the idea might be that if you write down all the terrible things you're doing in the marriage you'll become more cognizant of your own behavior of things you should stop but lots of people aren't very self-aware so they'll have nothing to write down well that's their problem or like they won't write down like the right things yeah, but are you going to make your spouse tell you what the right things to write down are? I mean, if you want to get anywhere, you should just be like, listen, you put the toaster away and that's stupid and you should just leave it on the counter is a good example of something you should tell your partner. It's <laughs> coming from personal experience. Maybe. Toasters belong on the counter. I don't think that you should write down all the overts. And I think if you do write down the overts, you're not writing down the things that the other person's going to consider an overt. You know what I mean? You might be like, you might write down an overt that's like, oh, I forgot our anniversary. And the other person's like, the overt that I want you to write down is that you gambled all our money away. You know what I mean? Mm. (laughs) That's what I think. I think that's silly. If you're not going to let anyone read it, especially. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so did you know another thing to have a successful marriage? Can you guess what the next thing is for a successful marriage to happen? Don't have one. Probably good. Mm-hmm. You have zero, zero failure rate if you never get married. Exactly. If you don't try things, you can never fail. To have a successful marriage, there should be some similarity in intelligence and sanity between a husband and wife. Yeah, I 100% agree with that, unfortunately. (laughs) But 
it's pretty easy to judge a person's intelligence, especially if they've gone to school, you know, they got the marks. But how do you judge a person's sanity? Well, if you ask my ex, it would be about how early you show up at the airport before the plane is taking off. That would be their definition. Because my definition of saying is, did you get on the plane before the door closed? Then everything's fine. But theirs would be like, get there seven hours early and just sit in a corner and cry. Mm. Which I think is insane. So there's different kinds of sanity too, I guess. Would it make you feel good to know that your answer makes more sense than what they tell you? Yes, it would. Thank you. (laughs) So let's hear it. So I want you to make another guess. How do you think Scientologists judge sanity? They don't believe in psychiatry, so like I don't even know. Um, So I'll read the excerpt here. In Scientology, there is a test for sanity which is so simple that anyone can apply it. What is the communication lag of the person? Lag means the period of time between one thing happening and another thing happening. A communication lag is the length of time that passes between the asking of a question and the reply to that question by the person asked. You made it through this whole course? (laughs) When someone can give a fast answer, it tells you that he has a fast and sane mind, providing he gives a sensible answer to the question. The slow answer tells you he has less ability and sanity. I don't think so because sometimes, first of all, that would make me have no sanity because sometimes I'm just not listening or I'm spaced out or I give slow answers because I'm thinking of thoughtful responses, so I don't really appreciate that definition. You thinking for a thoughtful response is just insanity. Yeah. You should just be rambling it all off the top of your head according to what I can infer in the Scientology marriage course. I don't like that. I don't agree with that. I think that's incorrect, sir. I think you had a very short leg for that, so that was a very sane response. Yes, well done. Good for me. Mm-hmm. So now you know how to find a sane partner before you But sometimes get people say things very quickly with a lot of authority, and like, but it's absolute nonsense. Like, haven't you ever listened to Ben Shapiro? Like, you can say things quickly that are insane. Not according to Scientology, you can't. So the guy at the who runs the Creationist Museum... Sane man. He said very many things very quickly <laughs> that were insane. And no pauses. No pauses. Sanest man you've probably ever met. No, that's not <laughs> correct. I, I will go back and point out that it did say um, giving a sensible answer to the question, which doesn't really say much because how do you know it's a sensible answer? So, yeah, that's a little subjective. Mm-hmm. Find a sane partner. Mm-hmm using this simple trick for testing sanity. So you are compatible if when you speak to each other, you ask questions and give answers quickly and just never miss a beat. Correct. Mm-hmm. You also have to have similar intelligence. I could say this. I will give them the similar intelligence thing because like, if you're hanging out with someone that's like dumb as bricks and you're not, it's just no one's having a good time. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes people make it work. So in further discussing things that are issues in marriage, it does address that fights can occur. So what do you think Scientology's stance on fighting or how to solve a fight is? The other person should just acknowledge that you are right. I also did a test on my apology language and I scored very high for like accepting responsibility. So they should just own up, own up. 
Yeah, and be like, you were right. That's well, the most important thing is being right. Don't ever let anyone tell you any different. Just be the rightest right that you could possibly be. The point of the relationship is to win. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you get it. This guy gets it. Well, Scientology has come up with a step-by-step guide to assist your partner or people you know who are going through marriage and relationship fights. So throw away everything you know. Yes. I'm not going to. We've got the real deal here. Mm -hmm. Oh, good Lord. Okay. We've we've been trained. Let's get into it. So similar to being a first dater, you tell the person you're going to help them get over the fight. I would fucking throat punch someone. Holy shit. That's not that's not step one in winning a getting over a fight with me. That's step one into your grave. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. Step one. No. <laughs> I am going to help you get over this fight. Absolutely not. Step two is to have the person sit down in a comfortable chair across from you. Okay. Comfortable chair. Got it. Check. Any any disagreements with a comfortable chair? Comfort is so subjective, though. What if you don't have the chair that they find the most comfortable? I like to sit with my feet right out in front of me, and most chairs don't accommodate that unless they have a footstool. All right, what's step three? <laughs> <clears throat> step three is say to the person, give me a place where an angry husband or wife would be safe. Gross. <coughs> Do you say both, or you just, if you're the husband, you only say wife? Yeah, so if it's, if, so basically, if it says, for example, if you were assisting a wife, you would say, give me a place where an angry husband would be safe. Where are angry husbands safe? <laughs> Home Depot, probably. <laughs> Maybe. I Canadian guess it depends Tire, on the husband. Rona. store. <laughs> what if it's a bookstore? Oh, bookstores are nice. Or like a comic book store or, I don't know, Chris feels safe in his office. In the middle of a moat is a good place to be safe. That's fair, too. Filled with crocodiles. But then you're not safe from the crocodiles. They can come on land and hunt you. Keep you on your toes, though. Mm-hmm. So that's gross. I don't like anything about that. About the like, I you shouldn't even tell people where you feel safe because then they'll find that safe place and ruin it. So, so basically, it would be you asking me where I think Chris feels safe when he's angry. I don't like it. <laughs> don't tell people where your safe places are; they'll ruin them. Mm-hmm. Keep them secret. If someone wants to know where your safe place is, it's because they want to hurt you later. Marriage tip. <laughs> <laughs> Never divulge your safe spaces. No, just keep them secret and don't trust anyone ever. Mm -hmm. Now you get an answer from the person and you acknowledge it in brackets. Let them know that their communication was received. You get a decoy answer because you gave a fake safe place. So you say thank you or good. Gross. Good. This is not make this is not making me feel safe right now, even speaking in hypothetical terms. Can you guess what step five is? No. It's you say, give me places where an angry husband or wife would find safe. Again? Would find you safe. Find you safe. Wait, what? So where would Chris find me safe? You should okay. Wait, so everyone has to establish their safe place first? Like a mutually assured destruction Correct. sort of thing. Um, I don't like it. And then you get the answer and you acknowledge it. Where is your safe place? I feel like it's a swamp. 
I mean, pretty close. There's a <laughs> hiking trail in the city that I like going to. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere with frogs. Get out of my swamp. <laughs> in a nice bog. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then what? And then repeat the steps three to six over and over until the person is happy or has come to some sort of realization. What? <laughs> yeah. Do we at any point in this have we acknowledged what the fight is about yet? Nope. It's this for, is crazy. This is for every fight. This is a catch all. This fixes all. We there's this no discussion WD-40. about the fight yet though. No, the, you can't just go around naming all your decoy safe places every time you want to resolve an argument. But you repeat steps three to six over and over until Name, the, that's just the naming your safe place. Yes. Until the person is happy and has had a realization. A sudden understanding about something of some kind. Till they've had a realization about himself, his spouse, or just life in general. When this occurs, tell the person, end of assist. The only realization that you're going to realize from this insanity is like that one of you or both of you is a fucking serial killer. That's some serial killer level shit there. That sounds like you want to argue this, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to help you get over I'll this throw fight. punch you into the next century. Good. Absolutely not. This is crazy. You, They don't even talk about the fight. Nope. Tell me where you think your fellow this podcaster can be safe when they're angry. Rule number one, never tell anyone your safe place. Cheryl already broke the rule number one. I know all of the trails. Chris has already been to my safe place, so... Actually, rule number two is be certain not to tell the person what to think about his answers or tell him how he should answer. I mean, I guess. And rule number three. Who does that? Who says that's a bad safe place? Get a different safe place. Well, rule number. I would do that. Two or three, I guess. Rule number three is do not get angry for the person about his answers. (laughs) I'm angry at the whole system. (laughs) This is destructive what? and can stop all possible benefit or improvements he might get from the assist. No one's getting any improvements from this is not an assist. This is madness. I don't like it. I don't like any part of it. I don't recommend it. This is madness. <laughs> I mean, we, we gave you the good stuff ahead of time. Like communication is a good point. Mm-hmm. And... You Not both, if you're going to communicate like this. <laughs> you both agreeing on what your roles in the relationship will be. Yep. Got to be in agreement on that. And constantly trying to work together to make the marriage work. I guess so. Writing down all your overts and withholds when mm. when things aren't going so well. No, that's a bad one. <laughs> so at the very end, they give you a practical exercise. After you've learned all of these things, what do you think the practical exercise is? What would you guess? Burn down the other person's safe place to assert your dominance. Hmm. A good partner keeps you on your toes. (laughs) There are no safe places, people. Uh, Okay, so that would be in the Sydney's pre-marriage course prep book. (laughs) (laughs) And what do you think Scientologists would give as a practical exercise? I don't know. They'd probably make you hold those cans. I bet you that's it. You hold the cans and admit all your thought crimes. Maybe at some point. So... Practical exercise. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. So one, find a married couple who is having difficulty with their marriage. Get their agreement 
to accept your help to get their marriage straightened out. First, get both marriage partners to take the marriage online course so they understand what has caused their marriage to break down and know what needs to be done to get it back together again. Help the marriage partners work out what they need to do to postulate their marriage again and start creating again. Step two. This is what you do if you're having troubles in your marriage? No, this, this is practical exercise. This is the practical, practical exercise. exercise. But for the exercise for what? For, for the marriage married? prep course. Oh, for right, preparing to be married. Step two. Get both partners to take the integrity and honesty online course and have them sit down and write up their overts and withholds. So to prepare to be married, you need to just be a marriage counselor real quick? <laughs> I guess so. And then okay. step three, get both marriage partners to take the cause of conflicts online course so they know how to find the person who caused any fight they had or might have in the future. Do you have to pay for any of these, or are they all free? They're all free. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So you just have to fix someone else's marriage before you get married. I it's... mean, it it's not saying that. They just This was the practical exercise at the end of the course. What if you don't know anyone in a troubled marriage? We had the same thought. Yep. Yeah. Like, how far do you have to go looking for troubled marriage people? Maybe you go to, like, the strip club, and you ask, does your wife know you're here? And if someone has like a real strong response, you can assume things are going bad between them. And then you help them. Mm -hmm. Maybe. You find someone mid-overt. The strip oh. clubs here are far, though. <laughs> so sort of related and could probably be an avenue to finding people. Uh, Cheryl found out. Do you remember the Ashley Madison website? Yeah. Where it would help people cheat on their partners? Yeah. Guess what city in Canada is number two for the per capita amount of users? Edmonton. Sure is. Ding, 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 ding. That's interesting. That's because people here are trash. <laughs> so if Cheryl and I wanted to complete this exercise, we would sign up for some Ashley Madison accounts. And... So that's still around? I thought they there was a big leak. Chris had the same uh, reaction. But yes, it is in fact still around. And people are still using it. Yep. Yep. One thing that I have to say about that is when you're cheating on your spouse, don't use your work or government email address because there was tons in that leak. Yep. That and should be in the terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. You can get so many email addresses for free. Like, I have so many. There's no need to use your <laughs> government email address. Wow. So you would just go in there. Extra marital affair advice from Sydney. Yeah. The bonus chapter in the marriage prep course. Mm-hmm. Don't give your spouse chlamydia is rule number one of cheating. Don't give them the clap either. I'm kidding. Don't cheat on your spouse. And the best way to not cheat on your spouse is to not have a spouse and just sit in your house by yourself. We're just not sure how to react. I guess we're insane. We a took little too bit. long to respond. Mm -hmm. We did. There was a communication lag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't like anything about this course, to be honest. Well, luckily for you, where you've come to the end of the informational section. Thank God. But we uh, did save some of the prep course questions they gave us. I have six questions for you. I'm excited. Are you? No. It's multiple choice. Ooh, okay. And true and false. Okay. Okay. True. <laughs> if I pick the bad answers, well, you have to add it out and make it look like I pick good answers. False. <laughs> All right. You ready for the questions? Yeah. Okay. Question one. 
when people are having trouble with their marriage it is because they are doing which of the following? A. Spending too much time on their op iPads. B. Expecting their marriage to run on automatic. C. Arguing with each other too much. D. Thinking they will stay together through no effort of their own. Or E. Feeling like they never should have gotten married. The argument one. No. It's expecting the marriage to run on automatic. Wrong. You fail. Well, if you're having too many arguments, then you should just, like, ditch that person and go find someone that agrees with you. If you want to have a good marriage, you need an echo chamber. <laughs> Question two. Childhood illness and injuries most often happen directly after family upsets. True or false? They just happen when they happen. True or false? False. True. No, not true. Womp, womp. No. You're failing hard. You're failing. <laughs> Sydney. Question three. I'm ready. A marriage can be saved if the partners do which of the following? They decide to just separate for a while. B. They go on a vacation together. C. They hold, lo hold lots of parties and events at their house. Or D. They disclose all of their overts and withholds to each other. The separating one, because absence makes the heart grow fonder. Go far away from me for a long time, and then maybe I will miss you. That's how you keep the marriage going. Good advice. Question four. Question four. What is the foundation of marital success? A, money. B, communication. C, children. Or D, pets. Pets. <laughs> Wrong. It is communication, the foundation of all human interactive relationships. No, you shouldn't get many dogs. Many, many dogs. But how does that make a marriage better? Because then there's a dog. I think this is uh, Sydney admitting she will marry a furry because dogs are allowed in a relationship. No, I want to have actual dogs, not humans acting like dogs. Get the <laughs> fuck away from me with your tail and your onesie. People need to act like fucking people, but you should also have dogs because dogs are better than people. Whoa. Sydney, what? question five. What? Which of the following has to happen for two-way communication to exist in a marriage? A, the marriage must continue to be postulated into existence by both partners. B, the wife has to let the husband always be the one to talk first. C, you have to have a rule that you will always talk to each other first thing in the morning. Ew. <laughs> D, you have to be ideally suited to each other. If you want to end a marriage with me real quick, talk to me in the morning. See how that works out for you. That's not the question. The last one where you're ideally suited to each other. Wrong. Fuck off. You must continue to postulate the marriage into existence. Oh, right, because of the whole postulate. Whatever, that's stupid. Question six, what are the benefits of using good, honest communication with your marital partner and keeping the agreements of the marriage? A, you will create or continue a happy marriage. B, you will both win the same number of arguments. Or C, it will help keep the finances in check. There's only three? Yep. Well, you don't want to win the same number of arguments. You want to win more. Marriage is about winning. So if you win the same number, that's a tie and that's for fucking losers. Mm-hmm. What were the other answers, questions, uh, choices? 
C was it will keep the finances in check. And A is you will continue to have a happy, fulfilling marriage. I guess it's A. Yay. I did it. You got, got one, one correct. I did it. This is stupid. <laughs> you only say that because you failed the Scientology marriage prep course. No, you failed it. You will never... Did you get those answers right and believe in your heart that you were choosing the right answer? Or did you just pick the right answer to get high marks? I believed in my heart we were choosing their correct answers. <laughs> yes, correct. Well, that's called being a sellout. So congratulations on selling out. You're just you're, you're you're bitter that you're not going to marry a Scientologist now. Yeah, Ugh. you're feeling salty that you won't get a Scientology prep course certificate like Cheryl and I have. I think I'll be okay without one. I think I'll survive. There's just going to be a blank spot on your wall. It'll be a struggle, but I'll get through. I can't put things on my wall. I rent a home. Well, all right then. So we've uh, brought you up to speed on our marriage prep course. What do you think? Um, I think it's not. All good advice. No. No. I don't know about... You shouldn't tell each other all of your transgressions and stuff. You should just keep secrets. <laughs> so we, that's how to have a happy marriage. Just keep secrets. So basically stay separated from each other at all times. Keep secrets. Don't touch each other's stuff. Keep the cabinet doors open mm-hmm. or off. Keep the toaster on the counter where it belongs. Um... And blenders. People that put their blenders away are fucking psychos. What else can I tell you that will help you with your marriage? For any future Scientologist who's going to marry Sydney, these are a list of all the overts you can and just commit. don't talk during people's shows. Like, number one. Don't even be in the room during the shows. Just go far away from me. That's an overt. That's all the advice that I have. <laughs> That's any... your thoughts on the course? Yeah. Okay. Any questions That's... you have for us? Why did you waste your time doing this course? Well, I know for one thing, Scientology has been on our list of things to do for a while. It has been. And until the pandemic hit, we were on course to go to L. Ron Hubbard's birthday party. Yeah, but we were only going to go because there were snacks. We weren't going to read for four hours. You don't know that what would have happened. I was only going to go because there was going to be snacks because it was a birthday party. I think the reason I signed up for it was because I was curious uh, being raised in like a very traditional catholic household i already knew that like some of the marriage prep courses for like catholics have some weird things in them and i was like gosh i wonder what weird things are in the scientology marriage course how did it compare to you because you must know some of the stuff that goes on in the pre-prep courses in catholic church how did scientology compare so i'm surprised in this case that there was less of a leaning towards their religious views. So this course, even though it's from the Church of Scientology, it was kind of set up in such a way that anyone could sign up for it. They're not pushing their religion on you other than giving you descriptions of some of the code words and stuff that they use, which is very interesting to me. Right, that they didn't talk about how, like, both partners should be clear and, like, Correct. not withholding mm-hmm. and, like, doing their... Yeah, that's very true. Although they do give you, like, a bunch of hyperlinks to other courses yes. you could take. Right. At what point in all this does it start costing you money? We didn't go that far. No. We, didn't know. we were able to download a free copy of the first however many chapters of Dianetics, which we have not had a chance to read through because it's very weird wording 
I would just get I've the tried. audio book so that you could do the dishes or something. That's not something that you should, like, unitask on. It's not worth it. I think you're right, Cheryl. I think it does a, it's like a massive heal. Yeah, that's yeah. basically what they're trying to do. Do you think Catholicism premarital courses have mass appeal? I think they try to, but in order to get married in the Catholic Church, you have to be Catholic. Yeah. So because of that, I think they gear it more towards people who are, like, more practicing Catholics. So I'm going to uh, put it to you, Sydney, since we're in a role reversal today. Sydney, we need to find an ending to this episode. No, that's what I ask you to do. It's role reversal. I hate it. (laughs) So how do we end the marriage course thing? I think most of the advice that you got was bad advice. Do not keep a list of your crimes. Don't do that thing where you tell someone you're going to help them get over a fight unless you have a death wish. (laughs) And you know, at the end of the day, marriage is really just about tax breaks. So... Get a dog. I don't know, man. <laughs> I like that question. I was like, marriage is about pets. <laughs> I don't know. Don't make me end it. I don't know how. <laughs> well, I think that brings us to the end of today's I episode. I think that brings us to the end of our episode today. Thanks so much for tuning in to all of our listeners. Cue music. <laughs> you have to sign off. <laughs> oh, I'm Sydney. I, I didn't do the things. I didn't really do anything. This is Chris signing off. I did the thing. And this is Cheryl signing off. Cheryl also did the thing. They did one thing. You're welcome. Thank you. Cue music. We've been live for about a minute or so. Oh, you didn't count us down. That's an over withdrawal whole thing. <laughs> you withheld it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this very special episode of I Went Outside Today. If you have comments, compliments, or just suggestions of what Sydney should take part in, send them to us on our I Went Outside Today Facebook page or by email to IWentOutsideTodayPod at gmail.com. Also, if you could give us a positive rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast and share us with your friends, we would really appreciate you helping our small podcast become a little bigger.